Sitter Snippet Series is generously sponsored by the Saka family, a member of the Patriarch of the Family, Joseph Saka, and as well, Lerfua Shlem of Estatilabas Ariel Tsipora. Finishing up the sentence, Udvarav Chaim Kayamim Neamaninach Madim Laadu Ulaomei Olamim. It's a very beautiful sentence, often neglected, as we get our burst of energy for Shema, and then we save our energy again for Shema Nasra. Sometimes we don't appreciate the richness of what comes between. But Dvarav, the words of Hashem, as we described our Chaim, they're not just put in an aron, they're not just on paper, they're not for posterity, or they're not in a museum for history, but Hashem's word, His instruction, is Chaim. It's got a life, a dynamism, the Kayamim, and it is enduring. Ne'amanim, it's faithful, the Nechmadim, it's sweet, it's desirable, La'ad, forever olmei We described each of these words, what does La'ad olmei olamim come to add? So we're up to the very fascinating practice, which many people have, the whole custom of holding our tzitzes for Shema was introduced in the period of the Gonim, around the ninth century. And it is somewhat universal to hold our tfilin, hold our tzitzes rather from before Shema. When do we gather the tzitzes? Put them between your pinky and the finger next to it. Fourth finger, is that what that's called? You put them between the two before Shema when saying which words? May. Arbakan for Sa'aretz. We say HaKadosh Baruch Hu should gather the exiles from the four corners of the earth, and it makes sense. Tzitzis represent the four corners, the four corners of our garment, so there's at least a connection to ingathering of the four corners of the globe, the four corners of our tzitzis, our Arba Kanfos, Dalad Kanfos that's when we gather. Then we hold the tzitzis throughout the Shema, and there are different minhagim, we already spoke about, Laman Yirbu, transfer from the left hand to the right hand, between the right pinky and forefinger, and then some kiss them, some don't kiss them, we pass them over our eyes, re'isam oso, and when do you release the tzitzis? Good, so the Arizal, the source of this custom, of this practice, is none other than the Helega Arizal. The Arizal is the source of this practice, Rav Yitzchak Gloria, it's quoted by his Talmud, Rav Chaim Vital, who says, when you reach the words, la'ad olamim, here at the word la'ad, Rizal writes, you kiss them, and you put the tzitzis over your eyes, and then you drop them from your hand. So you kiss them, rub them on your eyes, and drop them. So the Rizal does not give a reason why. And it's a very peculiar place. Shema's over. Shema ended after the word emes. Emes v'yatsev. Hashem alokeichem. So why do we hold the Shema until this word la'ad? La'ad is not a natural break between sentences or paragraphs. Lot, in fact, is the middle of a sentence. Kodesh Baruch Hu's words are Chayim, Kayamim, Ne'emanim, Ve'nechmadim, La'ad, Kama, Ula'omei Olamim. So at least make it till the end of the word Olamim. Why mid-sentence? Why after the word La'ad? The Arizal doesn't explain. And all of us who follow this custom are following the opinion of the Arizal. He's the original source, but he doesn't tell us why. So say for Shevet Amusa that says La'ad in Gematria is 104, which is the numerical value of tzitzis. How's that? Sounds like it's more. Because there are four tzitzios, each of them has eight strings, 32. Each string has to be twisted from two strands, that's 64. Each of the tzitzios contains five double knots, which is 10 knots, multiplied by four is 40 knots. The total number is 104, the same as la'ad. Did you get that? Did you follow that? Let's take his word for it. I don't like math. So he says there's gematria involved. Somehow the word la'ad, if you add up the right wor- words and strings and knots, you get to 104, that's the same. 
Rabbi Yaman Zilber quotes a different custom. He says, the Vilna Gon did not kiss his tzitzis in Shema. The Vilna Gon in Maiserav, the Vilna Gon did not kiss his tzitzis in Shema. Why not? He was worried it was a half-sick. The theme of Shema should be said continuously. One should not digress, one should not interrupt. And to pause to kiss the tzitzis would be an interruption to the testimony of the recitation of Shema. So he suggests somewhat creatively that if that's true for the Vilna Gon, we have a natural place to pick up the tzitzis before Shema. You don't kiss them during Shema. So therefore, when do you hold them until? The first point after Shema, when you finish a sentence or a clause or a theme, he says is, Ulo ome olam lad. So therefore, since he didn't kiss them during the uh, Shema, this is the point to kiss them and to release them. But it still doesn't explain why specifically at the word la'ad. So I saw an uh, essay on Torah Musings that uh, two people wrote, and they quoted these different opinions about reasons why, and they made a suggestion, Professor Blontheim and Rabbi Uri Kohn. And they suggest the following. Shema, we know, is a testament, a testimony to Hashem as the creator of the universe. Hashem is the source of everything. And the notion of our giving testimony, of our serving as witnesses, is embedded within the Shema itself. Where is it embedded? If you look in the Torah, you'll see that two letters are enlarged. The font is larger than the rest of the other letters. What are they? The ayin of Shema and the dalet of Echad spells aid, witness. We are testifying. That's why a person should not recite the Shema without wearing tefillin, giving a testimony to Hashem. It shouldn't be a false testimony because we are, with Shema, we're saying the unity of Hashem's existence. Hashem is one and only, is unique, is exclusive, and we are testifying to that uniqueness. Ayin dalad, shema echad, aid, there is one. So they suggest, if that's the beginning of shema, the end of the theme of shema is where? La ad, ayin dalad. Ayin dalad begins the shema, and ayin dalad ends the theme. Also creative, but it's the middle of a sentence, and it comes later, a few sentences post-Shema. So why would that be the end of Shema? A few sentences post. So I'll close by telling you I saw one last opinion. Because this is a very interesting question. Why La'ad? We all do it. But did any of us ever stop to wonder why? La'ad is mid-sentence. Why there? So the Sefer Anila Dodi, which is a relatively new Sefer, a commentary on tefillah, on prayer, says the following. We release tzitzish, specifically add Nechmadim La'ad. Why? Because we're holding the tzitzis, because the tzitzis are there to remind us of our obligation in mitzvahs. See the tzitzis and remember. Remember we are bound by what they represent. The 613, if you add up all the tzitzis and the strings and the knots and the wines, you get to 613. When a person ties a string around their finger to remember, we tie the tzitzis to remember that we report to Hashem and we're bound by His mitzvahs. Because there's a sense of obligation. Why does a person need to be reminded of something? Because otherwise they would forget. The very notion that we have to be reminded highly suggests that if not, you would forget to do it. So therefore we hold the tzitzis to remember until we get to the word, nechamadim. Once we say, udvarav, Hashem's Torah is mitzvos, these 613, they're nechamadim, they're beautiful, they're sweet, we want to do them, now we can let go of the tzitzis. Now that we are inspired and motivated, now that we are uplifted to do them, we're motivated by our own excitement, now we can let go. That is the uh, final reason 